Hello and welcome to the Undergrads podcast with me Jess Mason, Emma White, Sophie Green and Abby Timmis. And in today's episode we're going to be talking all about university and education but as always a little catch up before about how everyone's weekend's been as so we like to have a little catch up. Uh, Emma what have you been up to this weekend? Um, so I went out this weekend, I went to Cargo which is in the middle of Manchester, it's near the print works uh, and I was joined with Abby and Sophie as well. A very drunk Sophie yes. and a very sober Abby. <laughs> yeah, we, we were a bit unsure as to whether Sophie would be able to actually go because we all did get a little bit too drunk at the flat beforehand. Um, sorry, um, can I just clarify? I wasn't a little bit too drunk. <laughs> no, I, I got drunk so I started drinking at half seven. We only went out at like 11-ish. Um, so yeah, so I, I peaked too early. <laughs> I'm blaming the bubbles from the Prosecco because it, it tastes insane Prosecco. I love Prosecco. That's quite bougie for a uni student. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, um, my flatmate Josh got it for me for my birthday, so I thought, you know what? Perfect opportunity this weekend just to crack it open, pop it open. Obviously not everyone will know, but your birthday is in September. Yeah, so so it's been there for a while, because I haven't actually drank properly for quite a while, to be honest. So I thought, I'll pop it open this weekend. But unfortunately, my friend was actually meant to come over this weekend, but she couldn't get here because all the trains were cancelled. Oh yeah, this weather, there was, I mean, this weekend, the weather was was awful. I almost got stuck out. I know, she got to the train station, and then they basically turned round to her and said, all the trains are cancelled you can't come up so I was like no I haven't seen her for months but hopefully I'll go and see her like at Christmas when I go home for Christmas Um, me and Abby went to a vegan market on Sunday we Um, did indeed almost forgot about that I Um, did something else on Saturday as well so I've been quite busy Um, yeah yeah, we went to a vegan market in Trafford, near Trafford Centre. It was actually way more, well, it was better than I thought, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I thought it would just be like like food, like independent food companies yeah. trying to sell really gross. Like It was very good. I, As a non-vegan myself, it was quite interesting to see all these businesses. And yeah. I got managed to get a few interviews, yeah. so that's always good. Um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting this to be kind of jewellery stores and cute little clothing bits um but the food was actually really good as well um and Did then you make the most of the free samples yes me and ellie um our other friend we were just going around like taking every single sample that we could get <laughs> that, yeah. um, and we wanted to go around a few times but uh, well, uh, ellie is australian so it kind of would have stuck out i think people would have remembered if definitely she accent. yeah especially when she talks she has yeah. a twang to her um but on saturday i what did I do on Saturday? I think it was it was very cold, so I think I just we we were gonna go into Manchester to go shopping, but I think we just stayed in the Arndale because it was so cold because of the snow. Yeah. Um, when I went out with Sophie and Emma, I texted a picture of my, what I was wearing to someone, <laughs> yes. and they went, "You're gonna freeze. Put something warmer on." <laughs> that was the first. And then thing he sent it to me, and I was like, "Yes, put some <laughs> put a jacket yeah. on." She did yeah. look fit though. Yeah. And then I changed because I was too. <laughs> <laughs> See, the alcohol warms you up, though. Yeah, but I had only had two gins, so I was not very warm, and I wasn't. Be- yeah, that's fair. <laughs> scarred from last time, so I wasn't drinking anymore. What, walking into the wall? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should save Abby's dignity yeah, and um, move on to today's yeah, topic. <laughs> um, so the university is quite current at the moment. Uh, whilst we're filming this, there's gonna be um some 
well, strikes um, between the 1st and 3rd of December. Basically, lecturers are striking because um, they're getting their pensions cut, I believe. Is that the um, reason for it? So, so there's a couple reasons. There's the fact that they're not getting paid enough and, there's, and then there's the fact that um, their pension kind of is just getting taken away. Um, I mean, it's quite similar to a lot of other industries. I think a lot of industries yeah. are going down this route, but obviously lecturers can quite easily strike by just not teaching their students. Um, but yeah, 58 unis across the country are going to be striking. Um, and there's a few different unis striking for different reasons. So our uni, Uni of Salford and Uni of Manchester are uh, striking against the pay and the pensions. Um, but I believe uh, Manchester Met is only uh, striking for the pay, I okay. believe. Um, oh, I might have got that wrong. Um, but yeah, there's different reasons that unis are striking. Um, I kind of do understand why because yeah getting your pension cut is awful um but obviously it affects us quite a lot of students you like you think oh i'm paying nine grand and i'm not getting any teaching this week at all um so i thought yeah, we could have a little conversation yeah, about that our um classes tomorrow have all been moved <laughs> online i don't actually know whether they're actually happening or whether they're just sort of saying it's online and it's quite stressful at the minute due to deadlines and stuff and as a student it's like it is yeah they've, cho- <clears throat> they've chosen to strike at, at the time where yeah. there's a lot of deadlines and I do feel really sorry for like third years for example their final projects are getting affected um, but yeah we usually put out a TV program but we're not able to do that tomorrow so we're just going to be what are you actually going to do we're, we're going to be kind of pre-recording segments all day and then just editing it together was like a massive thing it will be different I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing how it'll turn that out that was quite a um, um, that would be quite memorable as well and teach yeah. you lots of different skills um, so yeah I do understand why they're striking but also it is quite annoying for students yeah. who want to get their work done yes definitely um, but yeah. I think we also I know we're talking about university but I think we definitely need to talk about um, what's happening in the world at the moment Covid wise yes. um, yeah, Masks are back aren't they yeah, yeah, masks, masks yeah. are back in on public transport and in shops again Although this morning on my on my bus at 9am no one was wearing a mask No I, 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 can, I can say the same for mine and Abby's as well Like there was only a number of people who were wearing masks handful, and they yeah. all had them like below the mm. mouth it wasn't on like yeah. only me and Abby were wearing the mask yeah I feel like Greater Manchester has always been quite bad for wearing masks it's just Absolutely. ignorant um, yeah. but whether they just forgot like I nearly forgot until my dad texted me being like remember it's mask day you know you gotta wear masks again so yeah. unless people are just so used to it and people will start wearing them soon As sure. I remember like Boris's announcement on Saturday was it yes it, yeah, was. it was it was just before we went out actually yeah. <laughs> as I was pacing around the kitchen the as I do clubs clubs open but you see you have to wear a mask on a bus or a, tr- or a tram or whatever yeah. it's just kind of crazy I, I don't know yeah I, he very quickly glossed over the fact that there's new restrictions in place there was a very small hint like he said it and then very quickly moved on so it's, it's quite interesting to see how he's handling it a lot this of time. yeah a lot of media outlets are saying that they kind of just rushed into Absolutely. this because lots of other european countries are doing it um but if you look at other european countries they're not i haven't seen much about masks they're doing curfews mm. i know amsterdam um has got a 5 p.m curfew now uh-huh. um so it's quite interesting to see how the different countries are handling it yeah. 
hopefully we won't get into another lockdown. I don't say it's sounding very similar to the start of the COVID, really. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, especially I don't, sitting, I don't think we can sitting, it. sitting and watching that announcement, I felt it took me back a lot. <laughs> oh, definitely. I don't understand why they did the typical thing of, oh, we're introducing them on Tuesday. Like, what happened to COVID between Saturday and Tuesday yeah. that yes, made them not just go that. start wearing masks as of now? Like, this is a thing, isn't it? It's they why always, people get they so always confused. Do that. Yeah, like they make out like it's not that bad, and then all of a sudden we're chucked into another lockdown. Mm-hmm. Like it's just communication, and they're all they're always about like oh communication is key and stuff. But I feel like and I then he'll not wear a, a, a mask in the hospital. Yeah, there's yeah. loads of stuff about that at the moment. Yeah. And they know a lot more than we know. So yeah. with them putting masks in, it makes you wonder what is actually going on behind the scenes. And like this has been teased in the media all week and that's usually how they kind of introduce yeah, that's how new restrictions things. by easing the public in, kind of seeing how they react and then the, the so if you usually see something in the news speculation wise it usually a hundred percent will go ahead. I don't get it though. I don't I just I don't get it. Like we've had two cases in England, like why aren't they do I just I don't get it. Like why got, um, what else can now, we do? Yeah, but there's now fourteen in Scotland. So it's yeah. rising, it's rising a lot. Yeah, I mean, you just, you just know fast. what how it's going to go because it's going to take the same pattern as the other one. I'm Delta. very, what's the word, Pe- pessimistic? Pessimistic. Yeah, I'm very like that about COVID because you just don't know. They just don't tell you anything. The thing is with COVID now, it's like, what else can we do? Is in we've had our vaccinations, we're all doing our best. It's like, when can we go back to normality? What is normality? Yeah, because in some respects we we are in normality. Like we can yes. go out clubbing, we can go to concerts, we can go to festivals. We're going to Bongos Bingo tomorrow. Yay, and there's going to be loads of people there. Very like, excited. I don't like that's normal. That's normality for me. But then obviously you walk around uni, you're wearing a mask. Like you now have to wear masks on public transport. I just I don't get it. It, def- it defeats the object. I, really. I, I'm not sure if um, all shops kind of have a mask policy or if it's it's down to. Um, you know how like early in lockdown they you know you weren't allowed in the shop without a mask I think it's dependent on the shop I know like Tesco for example are going to have people on the door monitoring masks but I'm not sure if they're completely mandatory in every shop like they I used th- to be I think they've changed it so they are they'll um, become and there will be fines in place if people don't okay. wear them yeah but obviously you know there's if they're not going to chase up every single person who doesn't wear a mask so whether it will be enforced or not is a... no, it's so it's so easy to just be like oh i'm exempt mm. Mm. so jess do you have a particularly particular favorite uni moment uh yeah so just to recap because i can't quite remember what was in the intro episode that we did but we all kind of live in the same flat block abby sophie and emma all live in the same flat and i live above them um yeah, we all live literally rooms next to each other as well. We are. I wake yeah, Emma up every mo- <laughs> Monday morning so from nine a.m. Like shared a lot. Uh, well, these guys would have shared a lot more uni memories together than uh, me. But I don't. Uh, mine's kind of just general. Just really, just being so independent here. Like I really thought I would be. I would struggle at university being away from my mum and dad because I'm an only child. So like you know, I, I was literally like mothered like to death you know getting all my meals cooked and everything but I just really really love it and as much as I do miss my parents I just love being able to do what I want like after class a lot it's been a lot more recent that the good memories have been because you know no more Covid restrictions but yeah literally just simple things like going for a drink after after class just here at Media City um, going on a on the first night out with everyone in 
in like class tomorrow so I guess that will be a good memory in the future hopefully um but yeah just like going around Christmas markets with people in my class and yeah just having them easily available to come film with me usually they will um but yeah that's that's probably it for me just the independence and and the freedom of being able to do whatever I want Emma how about you yeah I feel the same like I was obviously I go home like every weekend but I still feel like I have so much more freedom I love I love that um but a significant memory I really enjoyed Sophie's birthday um so what we did was we had inflationation like in the morning which is, is basically a place where it's a massive warehouse and it's just a massive bouncy castle and it was full of kids but we had the best time ever and then um at the in the evening um we had, we went to junkyard golf and i did get very drunk and i won i say you um, won didn't you i think that's why i like it because i won <laughs> uh, but it was just it was just such like a happy day like it was such a good day um I, I definitely like it was a really good memory I've got loads of good memories but that one does stand out a little bit what about you so see I'm the same as well as in probably my birthday was a fantastic fantastic time I really enjoyed it as like as I went to bed on the night and then I woke up in the morning and all my flatmates had just decorated the kitchen and how, how you did not realize it is honestly oh. <laughs> that balloon me. arch was we were, a pain. it looked so insane giggly. i was i couldn't believe it i'm still shocked to this day it was so lovely of you all to come together and do that and i didn't even expect anything yeah, I like had, that i had sophie in the morning at uni being like oh abby's told me i'm not allowed to go in the kitchen <laughs> and then i had abby on the other end being like you have to tell me when you're setting off back from uni <laughs> with sophie do not tell her about this this and this and then i knew exactly what was going on i was playing both to you being like oh sophie yeah i don't i don't know what they're doing it sounds wonder what they're doing and i knew exactly what was happening i was so clueless with it all and it was just fantastic there was balloons everywhere had loads of food on the table they even got my cards out of the letterbox and put them on the table and it was just fantastic it was really lovely so i've got quite a few memories where it's more just it's like friendships that you've made yeah is in like is it like little ones yeah i can't like pinpoint like like memory nice memories for me are like so just small and significant rather than like a full day it's just a general collection of of everything like even going on the bus with like dress in the mornings Mm -hmm. and things like that you know like little things like like that like conversations with people and yeah people making the effort to like come and talk yeah obviously and i think it is just because it was so different to last year oh completely different i think that's why i'm just much more happier at the minute. The one yeah. thing I like about uni though is even though I wouldn't normally say I'm a spontaneous person but everything at uni is spontaneous. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. You don't really know what you're doing throughout the day you just do it. Mm-hmm. Well we had a night out once and we only oh. decided we was going out at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> like, we went out no makeup done, no, no hair no makeup. not done and just went out and, and it that, was fantastic. The best night. It was fantastic. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think spontaneous was the word I was looking for. Like yeah usually when you're at home you know what time you're going to go yeah, home or whatever. Definitely. But here 
Yeah, you just don't know. Because you have your parents on your back going, What time are you coming back? Get back at this time, tea's ready at this time. But the spontaneous like memories are the best memories. I completely agree. (laughs) What about you, Abby? Any of yours spontaneous or are they more planned? No, of course mine are planned. (laughs) I'm not very good with spontaneity at all. Um mine would probably have to be a night out, which is actually surprising. Um but when my friend from home who I've known since we were she's lovely. she came up and we went on a night out that was probably my favourite one um, but also just Yours like are all a lot alcohol based well I suppose mine was as well going for a drink after <laughs> yeah, class yeah but, but like even just like the little things like I just love um, like last night we were all just laying on top of each other on the sofa and that was just very very cute and wholesome <laughs> context context sorry Emma was um, having a moment and I'm really good at cuddles I think that uh, needs to be perfect. like that's another thing that is another thing that's a really good memory for me like I know not a memory like it's what I love I can literally go over to Abby on the couch and have the best hug ever and I it just makes you feel so much better always down for a hug yep and yeah I just love those sorts of things I was all crying yeah oh, <laughs> I wasn't that no. bad me and Sophie were. <laughs> I was having a bit of a meltdown. Sophie, um, also, like, it was just like a, an emotional a, moment. I think it's just that time in the term where everyone's yeah. just tired and it's the new deadlines and there's so much on our plate. And we all just like come together and we're all just like feeling the same and just want a hug. Just need a massive big hug. Jess, if you ever feel like that, you are welcome to come Yeah, down just pop so down. It's <laughs> how I greet Jess. I just make her hug me. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, we've just talked about all the good stuff, but obviously just touched on the bad stuff a little bit there. Um, but yeah, uni does definitely feel like one minute you have nothing to do and you can chill and you can go on nights out. And then the next week, you'll get all your assessments put on, you know, to Blackboard, which is the kind of software that they uni use yeah. for everything you, you just see all of your assessments but all your modules get put on there and then yeah after that you're just really hectic and then you'll have nothing to do again for a few months and then it'll all just start again it's really not very structured what, all the all the modules yeah. are all at once what i've liked about this time i don't know if you four feel the same is our broadcast module we've only had one assignment oh yeah whereas yeah. the others we've got two and i mean my political communication module i don't have an s my essay is due in january but I had a lesson yesterday and he was like, should have already started it. And I was like, sorry, hun, no. <laughs> I've got a million and one other things to do before then. Sorry, hun, no. no. <laughs> like, I think I'm planning on going home on the 11th of December and in my mind we're still mid-November and I'm like, that's in 12 days. Yeah. Like, But like the, this week and next week is so busy that it does feel like it's three weeks away. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I'm like, I've only got this, this week and next week and then I'm kind of done for, for literally... Like well, a, we're, a, a, we're mo- done. a month, yeah. like a month and a half. Like we're not coming back. And well, I'll be coming back before February, but work-wise, we won't be starting again Definitely. until February. Yeah, which doesn't mean it means we don't get our student loans until February. Oh no, oh, no. don't start. <laughs> I don't that's see that's a that. penny of mine anyway. In fact, that could be something we could talk about right yeah, now. Student loans. Student loans. Oh. Like mine just goes straight on the rent. I don't see it even any cover of the it. Rent. No, it doesn't even <laughs> cover the rent. And. I do understand, obviously, why they give everyone different. Yes. Um, but it, I yeah. think that does... In, me- fa- in, like, in general terms, it does seem fair, but then it almost is like you are being punished if your parents yeah, have good jobs. I've always <laughs> said this is... Yeah, literally. Your parents will live up to to their income so that they're, yeah. they're gonna drive the cars or whatever that go up to their salary it doesn't mean they've got a spare five grand yeah, yeah, just yeah to, to give to a child yeah, yeah. and 
I think obviously I totally agree why people get different but I think there needs to be harsher measures in place to kind of regulate yeah you know how much people get because some people can if their parents are self-employed some people can just get away I'm not uh, trying to target anyone or like point anyone out but I do a lot of my friends have families who are self-employed and then they just lie about how much their parents earn and they can get the full amount yeah this is sort of like the difficulty with self-declaration is people can abuse the system yeah Yeah. absolutely but then like my my dad's like self-employed but like we could never we would never we could never do that like no. i mean I fair enough think, if you do it it's smart like you should rob the government of, of what of how much you can get yeah, from definitely. them but like it's just annoying when if you if your parents work in a job where you you know like you cannot lie about how much they earn it's just a lot it goes annoying. on income as well instead of income and assets mm. so say if your parents own like a really really nice like house or something like I mean that all like yeah. own something else they don't look at what you own they just look at how much income yeah. they've got yeah. in and if you're sort of looking at like different things and if you live in say if you live in London obviously house prices are completely different to yeah. if you live somewhere else and they'll look at oh well you live in London so you live in a very wealthy area mm. so that's obviously not going to give you as much sort of um, way to wiggle it as well so yeah. it's very difficult and like I just I don't get it like we're meant to be at this stage in our lives we're not meant to be relying on our parents and we're trying to be independent but then it's always going back to your parents being like oh you, you've got to pay because the loan doesn't cover it kind of yeah. thing that's why I've had to get a job actually yeah. is so I could pay my rent and I, I want a job so bad but it's just so it's busy I don't even have time to do no. uni work so I'm just kind of like well, how that's why can I work, you like, do every jobs yeah, yeah exactly like how are you guys doing it <laughs> tell I me don't, how well, I don't <laughs> when I first like started um, I was working every single weekend now I just do every other weekend and then I just pick up extra shifts like where I can really uh, and that definitely helps yes um, it's hard <laughs> obviously Abby works like every day I yeah I, I, I have a very different job it's quite quite strange yeah. when I try to explain it to you're people. like oh I'm going to work walks into bedroom yeah <laughs> I, I do like an admin job that's going with that um and still takes up a lot of your time yeah though. I work for four idea. evenings a week which is fine actually it works for me because it means I'm not having to single out a whole day and I've just learned to sort of um manage it so I go to work at half three and that's that's what I do until seven like I've worked a bit it definitely took a few weeks I'm very lucky in the fact that my work is very understanding and if I've got deadlines or if I'm feeling quite overwhelmed they are very very good about it but the way I looked at it was if I can get this job and I'm literally sort of like walking from one side of my bedroom to the other I'm not having to commute into work I'm not having to waste money on travel and things like that and I don't have to deal with the general public because after <laughs> two Apart years on the phone. yeah they're not too bad though <laughs> it's just about the balance like I find it quite hard to like say no to people yeah. so I save up like all like all this money and then I end up just spending it because I don't want to like disappoint anyone and I want to go and enjoy the uni experience but I don't want to be reliant on my mum and dad yeah, like, I I always, I always make plans and then I'm like, oh, the plans cost money, don't they? <laughs> yeah, please can we normalise just coming around and just sitting and drinking tea? I think that needs to be a name. Yeah. So in terms of education, um, I've been talking quite a lot about sex education recently because uh, in my town there was not really any religious schools. We just kind of got taught it. But since obviously moving to uni, you with a lot of, you know, 
a range of people, diverse people, and I've met quite a few people who follow different religions and stuff. And yeah, we've just been talking about it a lot recently, how how their schools were so drastic to to mine, um, like um, Jewish schools just literally kind of said don't have sex, and also you're not allowed to wear condoms. Um, and I'm pretty sure Catholic schools were kind of the same of of portraying that sex as terrifying. Yeah. Um, just wondered what your guys's sex ed in secondary school was like mine was a bit different I think to everyone else's I went to an all girls school for secondary oh, school see, I didn't actually know yeah, that yeah so I was surrounded by women obviously <laughs> we or maybe I did know that I think I did know that anyway. <laughs> um, we had sex education but it was very much sort of um, it wasn't really sex ed it was just part of biology um, and we never learned anything about boys nothing nothing so about that sort so of thing weird, isn't it? um we learned about females i do i do have one very specific memory of being in a biology lesson being told about the menstrual cycle in year nine when most women have started their periods or <laughs> that's people, a bit late we yeah. got that taught in year seven um, i think we got brought up but i remember very specifically year nine a male biology teacher telling me about my period and us all being sat there going oh really i didn't realize that's what happened like genuinely just fuming at this man for like trying to tell us what we do yeah. each month <laughs> it's very very frustrating yeah so so was it more based on biology and yeah, puberty we, rather than like actual yeah, education we didn't sex. we had a bit of a day sort of thing where we had like a bit of sex education sort of mixed in with it, it was ph phse that's the word yes um yeah. day so we had a bit of that but wasn't nothing proper to be honest we learned about all about stds but not so really all the scary anything. stuff the scary the really stuff, scary yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then obviously you walk in, I would then swap sixth form. So I actually went to then a um, religious sixth form. Oh, the so sixth form. A lot of different yeah, so the sixth form wasn't religious, but the main school was. In terms of sex education, they got they got fairly good. Not well, for not fairly good, but it wasn't scary in the sense of don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just there was not really anything of it. Yeah. In, like like my school. But yeah, by sixth form they weren't really that bothered. Um, but we still have no education about it then, so we're fairly poor down south in where I live. So what about you guys? Um, so they touched on it at primary school, um, but not obviously like we was 11, so um, it was mostly just like stuff about periods and stuff. Like they put the boys in one classroom and then the girls yeah. in the other. Boys still need to learn. They I know. <laughs> the yeah. amount Maybe of not at 11, but yeah. Oh, I think so. But yeah, yeah. so... They, they did this thing like where they just showed us like a tampon like they, they, they put tampon they in red water yeah. and then it like blew up and I, and I was like oh my god I'm never using one of them in my life because I hadn't started my period at this point yeah um I, I don't even know when I started I think it was like year eight but yeah um <laughs> that's irrelevant <laughs> um, but yeah we kind of, that's what we kind of touched on in primary school obviously they had to be a bit careful because we were still young um but in high school secondary school um, we actually learned about it in drama. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so we did it so, in science. Oh really? Yeah. So we we did it, obviously we did a little bit of it in science, but mostly in drama. Like we had to take letters home to our parents. Um, I don't think I took my letter home. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, because I was always like embarrassed about stuff like that. I don't know why. Um, it's just an it's just normal really. Obviously now I'm not, but I was back then. Um, and basically my drama teacher put like loads of pictures of STDs on the massive whiteboard in the drama studio. So and, 
another scaremonger in yep. tattoo. And I was scared for life. Like, <laughs> literally, I, I can't get the images out of my head now. Um, and she basically said, like, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that was my experience. And then we, we basically did, like, freeze frames in drama of people, like, finding out that they have, like, an STD or finding <laughs> out that... I thought you were going to say something out, else yeah. then. I I'll thought find, you were going to say something else. I'll find, <laughs> <laughs> I'll find, oh, no. I'll find it out that they're pregnant. So, yeah, that's that's oh my God. school's approach to so it. They just turned it into a drama exercise. Basically, yeah. So scaring us and then making us do, like, a drama. I, drama I really hope it's it. progressed since, <laughs> since we were at school. So far about you. See, at primary school, the same as Emma, separate classrooms, the boys learn about about them and we learn about ourselves what was your experience of the hot sun well basically so (laughs) i was i don't know what i always remember this so a lady actually came in to tell us about it yeah i think we had the same yeah so they explain it all even to be fair she didn't do the the best job to be honest i still was a bit confused what was even happening because when she showed us it i was thinking oh my like she poured some water into a cup and said this is how much you lose each month and i was thinking I really hope that doesn't all come out at the same time. Shouldn't I we think all? that's the main that's thing I remember yeah. from being yeah. taught about periods is I was told I would get lose this much, but I was never told it would be over a few days. Neither. Yeah. I just thought about I'd be stood there and it would just all just... Yes, sh- same, so I was, Little Sophie was a little bit scared at this point. And then, because it was just water, it was a really, really hot day. And then she goes, oh, sorry, guys, like, I'm really, like, really, it's really hot. I'm really thirsty. <laughs> so she decides to then get the cup of water and drink out the cup because she was really thirsty. And I was like, no, this is this is not right. This really isn't right. So all I could think of looking at her like, oh, my God, I can't believe you've just done that. But we didn't go... She taught us well, but not into the details, which I think we should understand because yeah. I still wasn't that sure about it all. Jess, and, like, and my parents didn't really tell me anything. No, they I, want, expected, I, I, I want to bring that up. So yeah, like my parents bit. didn't. I did not have the talk. Never, no, never touched on the talk. Me neither. Me neither. Jess, how was they your? Expected my like school to tell us. Yeah, how was your sort of experience about it? What at school? Yeah. Um, something that always sticks in my head is in like year eight science. So we got, you know, like when you do like actual science experiments with acid and stuff like that. So they yeah. decided we were going to do that, but to show, you know, when you mix acid and it gets the different colours. Mm. Yeah. So we did that to kind of show how easy it is that STDs can be spread. So we'd just walk around the classroom and pour our acid into other people's cups and obviously it would change colour. Oh. So it's just such a weird thing to do of yes yeah. this is exactly how easy it is and it is just really scaremong- like scaremongering Definitely. Um, I mean so yeah like I was saying I, I really do hope that sex ed has progressed since we've been at school and I just wanted to ask do you, th- do you guys think that you know science secondary school teachers should talk about it to their class or do you think they should get s- specific kind of sex ed you know people in because I feel like a lot of times teachers don't want to teach it because they know they've got to teach these students for the rest of the year or they know that some people might take the mess and what, ask really stupid questions. What we did at the very beginning, I remember because we were doing like a sex sort of topic, reproduction that's the word, in biology. My teacher made us, gave us each a piece of paper and told us to write down every single word we found oh, funny, we, did we, we did didn't that. understand anything like that and then he collected them in, shoved them in a the bowl, picked it up didn't tell us obviously who had written each one because anonymous read them out explained them all and we could get all of our giggles out like mm-hmm. bear in mind this is a class of 30 11 year old girls there were a few giggles and 
we got them all out and I think that really really helped and then yeah. we could sort of get down to like the biology behind what happens inside then, us but then that just is annoying that they only link it to the biology class yeah definitely like, oh yeah we never had it sort of in BSHE they, they also I mean this is going completely off topic but they also only ever teach about heterosexual sex that's what I was and just thinking that could, must be so frustrating to people because at that time you're literally questioning your sexuality and that must just be so frustrating for people who are just learning about sex that they're never going to have yeah definitely they do they do leave a lot of information out for like other people um well I, w- I wonder if you guys ever had this but like going sort of on the talk with like your parents you mentioned it Sophie did anyone else get given a book called everything like what's happening to yes. my body <laughs> no <laughs> I don't think so there, it was like a pink yeah, book yeah, yeah, and yeah. it taught you through everything like literally and I remember there was a page on it that showed about different relationships and it had loads of pictures oh, wow. of different people on it like these are just cartoon faces and you know those sort of like a- arrows <laughs> obviously you know what those are but they had like a little love heart above them. Um, they had a love heart above them and I that was the first time my mum gave it to me she didn't mention anything else about no, puberty same, same. sex or she still hasn't to this day and I'm nearly 20 we and don't I'm, I'm kind of glad about it really. my mum yeah. was always like really open and honest and I think that's definitely how I would be not that I want children but I think that is definitely how I would be as a parent because yeah. it was just so helpful and I'm just really yeah. glad about but that, that was the that was the only sort of message I got because they had like girls fancying other girls and guys fancying other girls and girls fancy yeah. um, guys fancying other guys sorry and girls fancying boys and girls and that's the first sort of major thing I got into different types of relationships I never got it at school yeah. ever and also they should probably say if you don't want to have sex then it's okay because yeah. there's such a pressure in society to kind of lose your virginity early um, if you don't want the tea don't take the tea <laughs> yeah did, don't, did you get shown that video uh, yes, yes yeah 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 I have the fa- no idea what oh, I, I wonder how many people at home <laughs> will, will know about that yeah, um, yeah I'm surprised you don't it's like a British classic going back to kind of the scaremongering thing another thing they always talked about was contraception and they, they always kind of only touched on women and not yeah. men and it's always oh you should go on the pill or you should get the implant or you should get the coil when in reality they're just just wear a condom they just like the, they don't the tell they don't tell do. you well, about they said that they said that in ours and like um, they said like how unaffected it is. Yeah. And, and but that. then they don't tell you about all the emotional like side no. effects of of the pill, or you know how irregular or constant your periods might be with the implant. And yeah, I just again I hope that they don't put all the pressure on women to take the contraception still in schools. I think there still is that big will. pressure. No, I completely agree with you because I've yeah. had a really bad experience with the pill, yeah. so I had to change the pill a few times, and I, I can't go in it anymore it was just too my body just didn't like it yeah just couldn't do it and um i found it quite interesting i know emma and sophie you said that you got taught in primary school we didn't get taught at least from memory i feel like i would have remembered it we did not get taught what about you abby did you get i think we got a sim very much we didn't get taught anything about sex and relationships i think we had a very very brief sort of period unless i just was ill but i just do not it was only the sort of like this is a sanitary towel this is a tampon Mm. you put your tampon inside you nothing else like nothing else i remember being so so 
scared about it all. And do you guys think that it's too young to teach primary school children about sex ed or do you think it does need to be enforced a bit more I think I wonder if we could have that debate I don't know about sex ed but I think you need to get them comfortable with their own bodies because I think that's where a lot of this comes from this stigma around it just because like little children just don't know about their bodies and like even the proper terminology for things like I I wasn't taught it. I no, me biology lessons where, is where I learned the correct anatomy names and things like that. Why not just change that? It's not that difficult to say. Yeah, and, those and words boys and girls are just on. like so separated. Like after year three, you know, you used to. I don't know if it was the same in your schools, but for P, you used to get all get changed. changed. But after year three, it was split, and it was like yeah. boys and girls, and they didn't tell, say why or no. anything. And, and then yeah, we the girls. It was always the girls in my school that had to go and get changed in the cloakroom. Yes, and same. the boys, but the boy, obviously the boys have less clothes to change. Girls wear ties and stuff. Yeah. So the boys used to come in whilst we were changing. Yeah. Oh, they get held held in the classroom until the girls had come back in, um, because so then they can go and put their stuff away. But why not just keep the boys in the classroom? <laughs> I see by year six, I can understand because your bodies have like changed. But year three seems very very young to separate them. Well, I remember like in school. I know this might be a bit of a bit irrelevant, but I remember like year five, year six. I grew things faster than other girls, mm. and I remember being embarrassed about it because but I didn't know why it was why happening to me. I think it, it should be taught earlier, kind of in school. So yeah, like Abby says, to be more comfortable with your body and stuff. So because sex education was just so bad in secondary school, I think for us. A show I wish would have been around when I was growing up would definitely have been Sex Education on Netflix. I'm pretty sure we've all watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you guys agree with that? I completely agree. I think it's a great TV show. There's also, it's entertaining. Yeah, but it's, it's so also, funny. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? And it proves to all the boys that girls can be funny because a woman wrote it. So exactly. Because they all laugh. <laughs> but it's also very educational as well, as it has lots of diverse people on there as well with different sexualities and it just shows like things that happen that probably will happen in real life could happen in real life maybe yeah it's very realistic it yeah is. um maybe not like i don't it's know not t- my, my very school experience wasn't yeah. like that but yeah, like yeah, it sort of so got but the actual <laughs> the actual scenarios that they include in there i think is quite realistic that we don't get told about um, yeah. like I we d- haven't been told about yeah no, <laughs> i'd really like to um actually I don't know who wrote it, I feel really bad that I don't, but I'd really like to speak to her and see how much research she did because it seems like she's done a lot with all the different topics that are covered. Seem absolutely amazing, but she's it's all covered, but also just done in such a funny way. It's, and yeah, it's just it's such a good representation yeah, of everything. It's, it's just so great. Um, uh, yeah, I think she's done an amazing job. And the fact it's got everyone hooked on it, like... I know, like... I can't stop watching it. And there's a new season coming out as well. Exciting. It's a, it is amazing, like, so amazing. Although I did spend um, half the first season going, surely that's Margot Robbie. When it was <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like, it's got to be Margot exact Robbie. Same. But, yeah, I think I've watched it multiple times. It's just one of those things that if you ever need something that's light-hearted, but still something about something that quite poignant... It just makes you feel life. so normal, because... Yes, yeah. absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's like very good at that. Everything you kind of see on social media or at school, just taking people's word for it sometimes, like... Yeah, yeah. 
and it, it gets rid of that stigma that's sort of attached to going through stuff that other people might not be going through yeah. you're just like oh well no this is actually a normal thing I love how like it approaches the scenarios and actually shows you how that you can deal with it as well though as mm. well like do you know like the Amy the Amy, yeah, I was just thinking the Amy situation like it, it goes th- through the whole thing like start the process of her actually overcoming and accepting it, it yeah. and accepting it um, and becoming a stronger woman and, and, and I like that I really like it it does normalise the fact because I think when people oh, I don't know about you three but in when I was growing up sexual assault and sort of that side aspect of it to me was almost always like rape and things like that but that is it's not a small act but it's a minor act on the sort of scale and the fact yeah. that, that that's been normalised to affect someone that much and it is wrong what happened and that was quite good. I really liked that story. Yeah. I thought Definitely. that was beautifully done. And that it wasn't the woman's fault. And no, not at all. Like so that just about wraps up everything for this week. Uh, talking of wrapping Christmas puns, next week's episode is going to be all about Christmas uh, festive traditions, things like that. I imagine we're going to speak, be speaking about. Uh, check out our social media at the Undergrads Podcast on Instagram and uh, Undergrads Pod on Twitter. Um, yeah, just to get involved in future episodes, we'd like to hear what you guys kind of do yes. um, um, at Christmas with your traditions. Yeah, I think that's what, something that would be really fun yeah, to talk that's about. that's what I was thinking of doing. Um, yeah, so let us know what your traditions for Christmas are, your favourite Christmas memories and things like that. Yeah. Um, and favourite Christmas songs. Yes, all, all the vital stuff, all these vital questions yeah, will definitely. be on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, Undergrads Podcast, well, the Undergrads Podcast. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll see you next week. See you next Bye. week. Bye. See you later. Bye.